0: Hello, I'm Maria
1: Titizian. And I'm Rubina Margosian, and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of September 30.
0: In the news three Armenian servicemen killed after another attack by Azerbaijani armed forces. Armenia's Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan meets with French President Emmanuel Macron. And diplomats accredited in Armenia visit the Kerar Kunik region to assess damage to civilian infrastructure following Azerbaijan's attack.
1: This week, three Armenian servicemen were killed as a result of Azerbaijan's ceasefire violation on September 28. One of them was a lieutenant colonel, one was a sergeant, and the third one was a private. During the government session the following day, Prime Minister Nigol Pashinyan announced that Azerbaijani armed forces targeted Armenian troops which were carrying out engineering work within the territory of Armenia, adding that Azerbaijani forces which opened fire were also within the territory of Armenia.
0: Pashinyan also stated that Armenia is a Forming its military. And these provocative actions uh, that Azerbaijan is employing uh, is trying to prevent arms supply to Armenia, even from allied countries. He added that there have been cases when Armenia has paid hundreds of millions of dollars for arms in advance, and those weapons have not been delivered uh, yet by allied countries. He did not specify which country he was referring to, but the general understanding was that he was referring to Russia.
1: Speaking about the tense situation on the Armenia-Azerbaijan border, the Prime Minister noted that the solution to ending the ongoing aggression from Azerbaijan can be the deployment of an international observation mission on the border, be it from the UN, the OSC, or any other international organization. He added that this proposal has been presented to Armenia's international partners through diplomatic channels.
0: And following this latest violation of the ceasefire by Azerbaijan, Pashinyan has been quite active on Twitter or somebody on his behalf. He tweeted that the withdrawal of Azerbaijani troops and deployment of an international observer mission on the Armenian territories affected by Azerbaijani occupation and boarding areas is an absolute necessity. Um, He again uh, tweeted, Armenia's internationally recognized territories are occupied by Azerbaijan's armed forces. Our position is clear, he said in the tweet. Azerbaijan must withdraw its forces from our territory, we are determined to protect our independent sovereignty and territorial integrity. Uh,
1: more about Twitter diplomacy. EU special representative to the South Caucasus, Tovia Klar, also responded on the violation of the ceasefire, tweeting uh, today there were again reports of three Armenian soldiers killed and one Azerbaijani wounded. These and many other senseless victims feed hate and instability, he said. Security is only truly possible if borders are respected and troops don't face each other at close distances. Peace cannot be forced, he said.
0: But it's interesting because we're seeing a, a, a shift in the rhetoric by many Western partners calling out Azerbaijan uh, as the aggressor, but toivo Klar still trying to maintain some neutrality, although when he says peace cannot be forced, we have to presume he means Azerbaijan, but he did not actually say that in his tweet. Um, well, Twitter has a limit to <laughs> <words>. <laughs> Characters. Prior to the escalation on September 28, Azerbaijan's foreign minister, Jehun Bayramov, held phone conversations with his Russian and Turkish counterparts, Sergei Lavrov and Mevlut Cavusoglu, The foreign ministers discussed the situation in the region.
1: Following the ceasefire reached between Armenia and Azerbaijan on September 14, Azerbaijan has periodically violated the truth. On uh, September 23, Armenia's defense ministry reported that at around 7.30 p.m., one of the subdivisions of Azerbaijani armed forces tried to move into the rear of an Armenian combat position located in the eastern direction of the Armenian-Azerbaijani border. Armenia's armed forces managed to force the Azerbaijani forces back into their starting positions.
0: Amid the ongoing ceasefire violations and strained situation on the border, yesterday the Armenian government decided to hold another military training session for reservists, which will last until November 22. Um, a joint task force, Rocket uh, Artillery Reservists, will be involved in this next round of training.
1: And on September 27, Armenia's Defense Ministry reported that an Armenian soldier, Samuel Antanyan, who had been missing since September 14 after Azerbaijan's aggression, was found. His health is in a stable condition. Just to go back in
0: time now, on September 26, Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan met with French President Emmanuel Macron in Paris. During a joint press conference, Macron's stated that France has demanded that Azerbaijani forces return to their starting positions. The French president noted that he had told President Aliyev on September 14 that the fact that the border is not demarcated cannot justify any advance into the territory of another country. Macron also said that while President Aliyev says that he wants... Uh, to end instability in the region and find solutions. It is impossible to build peace under the threat of force.
1: Uh, Pashinyan emphasized Armenia's unequivocal position that the Azerbaijanian forces must withdraw from the sovereign territory of Armenia, thanking France and President Macron personally for accepting Armenia's position. Since the outbreak of these recent hostilities on the Armenia-Azerbaijan border, President Macron has been actively engaged in calling out Azerbaijan as the aggressor and urging it to withdraw its armed forces.
0: Defense Minister Sourian Bapikian was also in Paris this week, uh, where he met his French counterpart, Sebastien Le Cornu. During the meeting with Bapikian, France's defense minister announced that a French delegation will be sent to Armenia to assess the situation on the Armenia Azerbaijan border. He also reiterated President Macron's position that the hostilities must end and Azerbaijan must withdraw its armed forces from Armenia's territory.
1: Also this week, the French foreign Ministry announced that in the wake of President Macron's recent discussions with the leaders of Armenia and Azerbaijan, Ambassador Bryce Roquefoy, uh, France's special envoy to the South Caucasus, and the French co-chair of the OSCE Minsk Group, will travel to Baku this week and then on to Yerevan. He will also travel to Georgia to enhance dialogue with the Georgian authorities on all areas of shared interest, particularly relations with the EU and regional issues.
0: Yesterday, Azerbaijan's President Ilham Aliyev received Isabelle Dumont, Emmanuel Macron's diplomatic advisor on continental Europe and Turkey. Aliyev and the French diplomat discussed issues regarding the normalization between Armenia and Azerbaijan, as well as the demarcation of the border.
1: And more in diplomatic news, Armen Grigorian, the Secretary of Armenia Security Council, met with Hikmet Hajiyev, the Foreign Policy Advisor to Azerbaijan at the White House, during his official visit to the U.S. The meeting was facilitated by U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. The sides discussed the lasting and peaceful solution of the nagorno karabakh conflict, the need to establish peace in the region, and the importance of eliminating the consequences of the recent aggression on the Armenia-Azerbaijan border. Jake Sullivan tweeted that the sides identified concrete steps forward in support of a stable and lasting peace.
0: Following the meeting, Grigorian told the Voice of America topics on the unblocking of communications, delimitation, and border security were discussed. He added that there are several mutually related issues on the Armenia-Azerbaijan agenda, which were discussed with Hajiyev. Humanitarian issues, the return of uh, POWs and other captives, demarcation and delimitation, the settlement of the nagorno karabakh conflict, As well as the peace agreement between Armenia and Azerbaijan.
1: Well, during his visit to Washington, D.C., Grigorian also gave a lecture at the Carnegie Institute and uh, held meetings at the CIA headquarters in Langley. He met with Congressman Frank Pallone, the co chair of the Congressional Caucus on Armenia, as well as U.S. Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Russia, Ukraine, and Eurasia, Laura Cooper. Grigorian and Cooper discussed prospects for developing cooperation. They also underscored the importance of efforts aimed at raising the democratic governance, transparency, and accountability of Armenia's armed forces.
0: In Washington, Hikmet Hajiyev met Karen Donfried, Assistant Secretary of State for European and Eurasian Affairs. During the meeting, the sides discussed the current state of the normalization process and, again, the same things, right? The peace uh, agreement, so-called uh, border delimitation, demarcation, and transportation issues.
1: On September 27, Arad Mirzoyan, Armenia's foreign minister, received his Greek counterpart, Nikos Dendias. The meeting uh, comes days after the foreign ministers of Armenia and Greece met with their Cypriot counterpart in New York within a trilateral format.
0: During a joint press conference, Mirzoyan thanked Dendias for Greece's consistent support to Armenia and the Armenian people, especially when they are encountering Azerbaijani aggression against the sovereignty and territorial integrity of Armenia
1: yes noted that Greece has underlined repeatedly that it supports the sovereignty and territorial integrity of all states, including Greece's dear friend Armenia. We believe in the inviolability of borders and I'm referring to the incidents that happened just a few days ago, the shelling of Armenian territories, including civilian settlements by Azerbaijani armed forces, said the Greek foreign minister.
0: Nikos Dendias also stated that he is in Armenia to express solidarity with the Armenian people and the Armenian government. He sent uh, a clear message to countries that want to redraw maps, stating that
1: revisionist policies will fail. According to Dendias, Greece's position on Nagorno-Karabakh remains unchanged. Greece supports achieving a peaceful Mutually acceptable solution within the framework of international law.
0: Yesterday, Prime Minister Nikol Pashina received Stanislav Zaz, the Secretary General of the Collective Security Treaty Organization, or CSTO. Zaz presented uh, information about the work of the CSTO monitoring mission in Armenia. Uh, As we reported last week, Zaz was in Armenia on September 20 to 25, leading a CSTO fact-finding mission uh, regarding the recent escalation on the Armenia-Azerbaijan border and had not managed to meet Pashinyan, who is in New York, participating in the 77th session of the UN General Assembly.
1: On September 23, Deputy Minister Valhegri Korian had also met with Zaz, announcing that the Armenian side expects clear actions from CSTO towards the restoration of the territorial integrity of Armenia, as well as prevention of new escalations.
0: And interestingly, Armenia has decided not to participate in military exercises, which the CSTO began in Kazakhstan earlier this week, citing tensions
1: along its borders with Azerbaijan. And uh, still more on the developments following the September 13th Azerbaijani aggression. On September 24, representatives of the International Red Cross Committee visited army POWs in Azerbaijan who were captured during the recent escalation. The POWs were able to contact their family members through the help of the International Red Cross. Officially, there are 20 Armenian POWs held by Azerbaijan after the recent escalation this is. The day before Azerbaijan handed over the bodies of six Armenian soldiers killed during the Azerbaijani attack of September 13 and 14.
0: Yesterday, the representatives of diplomatic missions accredited in Armenia visited Kherarkunik region. Uh, This is uh, in the northeast of the country where Lake Sevan is, for those who might not know, where they got acquainted with the damage uh, that was caused, inflicted on civilian infrastructure as a result of the recent Azerbaijani incursion into Armenian territory.
1: During a meeting with the diplomats in Vartanis, Arakel Martikyan, Deputy Chief of the General Staff of Armenia's Armed Forces, announced that reports by families of missing soldiers that there are bodies of killed servicemen at an outpost in Verin Shorja and that the military still hasn't recovered them are true. According to Martikyan, the Armenian side knows the number and the location of the bodies, but Azerbaijan has hindered all attempts to recover the bodies with intense gunfire despite promising a humanitarian service.
0: The deputy chief of the general staff also announced that Azerbaijani armed forces captured several military positions, Armenian military positions, uh, near Vartenis uh, during the September 13-14 attack. Mardigyan said the positions which Azerbaijan captured are unimportant from a tactical perspective, but important from a strategic perspective, as they are directly above Armenian settlements. Azerbaijani forces are able to observe um, and monitor roads and routes within Armenia to some extent," he said, adding that most territorial losses happened near
1: Jarmuk. Martikan also spoke about the atrocities committed by Azerbaijani soldiers against Armenian servicemen, noting that the Azerbaijani military gruesomely murdered captured wounded Armenian troops, abused the bodies of the dead, including service women, with particular barbarism, and then and then photographed it and disseminated. On
0: Ganel Sanosyan, Armenia's Minister of Territorial Administration and Infrastructure, told the foreign diplomats that during the September 13 attack, Azerbaijan also bombed the high-voltage power lines that stretch all the way to Iran, and for 12 hours did not allow, the Azerbaijani side did not allow Armenian experts to approach and repair them, and because of the high volumes of power, the Armenian nuclear power plant was forced to
1: reduce power. Well, this is terrorism. Um, and Karen Sarkisyan, the governor of Kherarkunik region, told the ambassadors that during the recent Azerbaijani-Russian, the Sotk mine was shut down and is now relaunched, but only with 40% capacity.
0: Russia's ambassador to Armenia, Sergei Kopirkin, who was also among the foreign diplomats visiting Kherarkunik, told reporters during his visit to Sotk that the withdrawal of troops to their initial starting positions can be the only reliable basis for solving uh, existing issues between Armenia and Azerbaijan, according to the Russian ambassador. Military clashes cannot lead to solving the existing problems. We believe that only political and diplomatic efforts can bring forth a solution, he said.
1: Kopirkin added that Russia is doing everything in its power to resolve the situation politically, a process that was launched with the November 9, 2020 trilateral statement to continue despite all the problems and contradictions. He said, we continue working in this direction. We assist the sides in reaching common approaches. That's not easy and requires big efforts, but we have done it in the past and have planned to do it in the future as well.
0: In response to uh, the question about arms supply by Russia to Armenia, the ambassador said that he is not ready to comment on the topic given its sensitivity. It should be done by professionals, but that's an area which is a part of our allied relations, Kopirkin said.
1: The day before, on September 28, Kopirkin was in Goris and Jermuk, accompanied by the Russian military attaché, where they met commanders of Armenian troops stationed in those areas, got acquainted with the situation on the armenia azerbaijan border, and the damage uh, that has been done to the border areas during the hostilities of September 13 and 14.
0: On September 27, the second year marking the beginning of the 2020 Artsakh War, U.S. Ambassador Lynn Tracy also visited Armenia's Syunik region, where she met Syunik's governor, Robert Khugasian. While there, uh, Lynn Tracy stated that the Armenia-Azerbaijan conflict is at the center of um, Washington's attention, adding that the U.S. is trying everything at the highest levels and also through diplomatic channels, to not allow the use of force and ensure the continuation of negotiations and ensure solutions to the conflict, which will bring lasting and stable peace.
1: She also noted that currently it is difficult for the residents in Sunik, as well as in other border regions, to have a sense of security. That's why they have visited the region to see on the spot how they can be of help.
0: And while in Sunik, the uh, American ambassador also met with Vyatsutur Governor Ararat Grigorian. And Chief of Police Alexander Hagopian to discuss the impact of Azerbaijan's attack uh, on the people of Ayotzor and their emerging needs. She stated that the U.S. is committed to Armenia's sovereignty and will continue to work towards peace for the South Caucasus region.
1: On September 23, the U.S. Embassy in Armenia told Lurer.com that the conflict cannot have a military solution, adding that the use of force is unacceptable. Regarding the illegal occupation of Armenia's territory by Azerbaijani. Forces, the embassy called on Azerbaijan to withdraw its armed forces to their original positions as well as to cease hostilities and reach a solution to all problems without the involvement of armed forces through continuing peace negotiations.
0: And regarding the issue of Armenian POWs and the mutilation. Of Armenian soldiers. Uh, just I can't believe we're saying these sentences, but anyway, the embassy called for the return of those captured during last week's attacks, as well as the return of other POWs as an important step toward achieving lasting peace, according to the embassy, the US condemns any form of torture at any time or any place and calls on the authorities to adhere to their international obligations and to end the immunity regarding these crimes.
1: On September 27, net Price, the spokesperson of the U.S. State Department announced during a press briefing that the U.S. message has been consistent for some time, calling on Azerbaijan to return troops to their initial positions and urging disengagement of military forces. Price also called on Armenia and Azerbaijan to work to resolve all outstanding issues through peaceful negotiations.
0: The British Embassy in Armenia was also asked to comment on Azerbaijan's recent incursion into Armenia's territory. The embassy in Nerevan stated that the UK government has been clear, including in their intervention at the OSCE in Vienna, that armed forces should be withdrawn to the positions they held prior to the outbreak of hostilities, adding that diplomacy is the only way to resolve the conflict. Um, the British embassy also stated that the UK has always condemned the targeting of civilian areas in all conflicts.
1: This week, Congressional Armenian Caucus co-chair Jackie Speier introduced legislation condemning Azerbaijan's war crimes against Armenia and Artsakh, calling on the U.S. to explore sanctions and petition international tribunals to carry out appropriate investigations and investigation into Azerbaijan's ongoing illegal imprisonment of Armenian POWs, condemning the destruction of Armenian churches and historic sites, and reaffirming the territorial integrity of Armenia and Artsakh.
0: U.S. Senator Bob Menendez, chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee also introduced a bipartisan Senate resolution condemning Azerbaijani forces illegal and unprovoked assault on Armenian territory, calling for the U.S. to immediately halt all security assistance to Azerbaijan.
1: The bipartisan resolution calls on President Biden to make a formal determination regarding whether Azerbaijani officials must be subject to sanctions under the Global Magnitsky Human Rights Accountability Act. The effort also calls on the Department of State to meet all reporting requirements for consideration of U.S. assistance to Azerbaijan following the Government Accountability Office's recent report, which found the government has continued to make exceptions to to bypass a 1992, this is sanction 907 law banning most U.S. military assistance to Azerbaijan without the mandatory reporting and justification requirements.
0: Coming back to Russia, yesterday Russia's Foreign Ministry representative Maria Zakharova announced during a weekly briefing that forces outside of the region, talking about the South Caucasus, are trying to destabilize the the situation in the region. Adding that Russia continues to make efforts to resolve the situation on the Armenia-Azerbaijan border and is taking concrete steps through the CSTO. Commenting on the deployment uh, of a possible international observation mission on the Armenia-Azerbaijan border, she announced that it is impossible to replace what is real with something that is imaginary.
1: And for his part, Russia's Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said that the deployment of CSTO observers is being considered to further the implementation of the trilateral statements of, this is November 9, January 11, and November 26, especially the border demarcation and delimitation and the signing of a peace treaty between Armenia and Azerbaijan. According to Lavrov, Moscow highly values cooperation with the CSTO.
0: And today, Russia's Deputy Prime Minister Alexei Overchuk, who is also a co-chair of the Armenia-Azerbaijan-Russia Trilateral Working Group on Opening Regional Communications announced that there are no discussions regarding an extraterritorial corridor within the trilateral working group. This he was referring to what Azerbaijan has been demanding uh, since the end of the 2020 Artsakh war is to have a sovereign corridor connecting Azerbaijan with his exclave Nakhichevan. Uh, Overchuk added that roads will fall under the sovereignty of states through which they will pass.
1: Overchuk also stated that if regional communication links are opened, the inflow of Russian investments into Armenia can reach up to 5 billion US dollars.
0: And in other news, Indian media sources report that Yerevan and New Delhi signed an arms deal based on which India will supply $245 million worth of Indian artillery systems, anti-tank rockets and ammunition to the Armenian military. According to the Indian Economic Times, the deal was signed in September and the weapons will be delivered to Armenia over the coming months. Armenian officials have yet to confirm the signing of this deal. Armenia would be the first foreign buyer of these weapons. Uh, According to the article, India is trying to increase its arms exports.
1: On September 26, Armenia's international representatives on legal affairs announced that Azerbaijan requested an extension on its ECHR deadline to provide information about Armenian POWs. The deadline was extended to September 29. That was yesterday. And uh, at the time of this recording, there's still no news, new information available on the subject.
0: Over the weekend, Prime Minister Pashinyan continued to hold meetings on the sidelines of the 77th session of the UN General Assembly. Kashinian met his Georgian counterpart, Irakli Rari bashvili EU Council uh, President Charles Michel, as well as UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres. Regional issues as well as bilateral cooperation were on the agenda of these discussions.
1: And more on regional news, yesterday, Special Envoy for Armenia-Turkey Dialogue Ruben Rubinyan told Azad that Prime Minister Pashinyan may meet with the Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan next week on the sidelines of a European summit in Prague. Erdogan announced a possible meeting with Armenia's leader last week in New York.
0: According to Rubinyan, the Armenia-Turkey normalization process would be on the agenda of such a meeting obviously, right? Pashinyan has yet to officially confirm his participation in the Prague Summit um, that's scheduled for next week, October 6th and 7th. Uh, the two leaders spoke by phone in July, uh, calling for a quick implementation of agreements to open the Turkish-Armenian border to citizens of third countries and to allow mutual cargo shipments by air. I don't know what's happened to that. I mean, well, are you a citizen of a third country? My Could passport
1: you? expired. Okay. <laughs> Rubinian also revealed that Turkish and Armenian officials were scheduled to meet at the closed border between the two states on September 14 to discuss practical modalities of the agreed arrangements. The Turkish side canceled the meeting because of the large-scale fighting that erupted on the Armenian-Azerbaijani border. Turkey has repeatedly announced uh, its position uh, regarding its support for Azerbaijan, blaming Armenia for the latest escalation. And
0: that's why they canceled the meeting.
1: They closed the border, that's why, uh, 30 years ago.
0: And today, Vahan Hunanyan the speaker of Armenia's foreign ministry, confirmed that on October 2, the foreign ministers of Armenia and Azerbaijan will meet in Geneva. Hunania stated that despite uh, Azerbaijani provocations... The Armenian side will participate in the meeting, adding that statements by Azerbaijan's Ministry of Foreign Affairs that Armenia is attempting to disrupt the negotiation process are groundless. Following the September 13 border escalation, Baku had announced that Yerevan is um, what they like to call imitating peace talks.
1: Oh, also today, Hunanian announced that Belarus's ambassador to Armenia, Alexander Konyuk, was uh, invited to Armenia's foreign ministry. Uh, Armenian, the Armenian side conveyed its concerns regarding the statements of Vladimir Makai, the foreign minister of Belarus, in connection to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Armenia. The Belarusian foreign minister had stated that such visits contribute to the exacerbation of conflicts instead of solving them.
0: Yesterday during the cabinet meeting, the Armenian government approved the state budget for 2023, which aims to increase uh, the military budget by 47%. Uh, with next year, and this is uh, this still has to be approved by parliament. Uh, with the next year's budget, the minimum wage is also supposed to increase from about 165 dollars a month to about 182 dollars. That's 75,000 Armenian drams, over three billion, and this is over seven million U.S. dollars. Uh, will be allocated for road repairs throughout the country.
1: And over the weekend, uh, on September 25, municipal elections took place in 18 towns in Armenia. The ruling civil contract party won the elections in nine out of the 18 towns. In general, the voter turnout was low, uh, on average 50% in all towns. Uh, In contrast to other towns, voters were active in the unique region, which has been subjected to periodic Azerbaijani aggression since the 2020 Artsakh War.
0: In the town of Bert in Davush region, the Strong Community Alliance won the elections. And in Shirak region's town of Ani, the Republican Party of Armenia received the majority of votes. The forerunners of strong community, um, I'm not making it up, this is what it's actually called, the party, and the Republican Party, Harutyun Manucharian and Arda Kevorkian, are both in pretrial detention. Both are accused of misuse of community funds.
1: And the Holy See of Echmiyazin announced that it is preparing another meeting between the former leaders of Armenia and Artsakh. Uh, last week, uh, Armenia's presidents, Levon Der Petrosyan, Robert Kocharian, and Sargsyan, and also Artsakh's former presidents, Arkady Rugasian and Bakosaksyan, met in Ejmyazin to discuss the challenges that Armenia is facing today. Catholicos Garegin II was also present at the meeting. No joint statement was issued after the meeting.
0: Following that meeting, Armenia's first president, Levon Der Uh, In an interview on Armenia's public television, um, noted that he suggested that authorities and opposition share the burden of making decisions when Armenia is facing grave challenges, including signing painful treaties with Azerbaijan and Turkey. And it was interesting during that interview, he said, you know, whoever comes after Pashinyan or if Pashinyan steps down today or is kicked out of office, that person is still going to have to sign uh, some kind of document that's not going to be um, welcomed.
1: Well, Armenia's second president, Robert Kocharian, said he believes that in order for Armenia to come out of the current difficult situation, the main negotiator of the Armenian side, that is uh, Prime Minister Pashinyan, must step Right, down. because
0: after Levon Derbedrosyan's interview, Kocharyan gave a press conference and spoke about many different issues. Um, following the statements of Derbedrosyan and Kocharian, third president, Serge Sarkisyan, also issued a statement announcing that all political forces, public and political organizations must continue to keep the spirit of struggle awake in society with their daily work.
1: Well, Lewander Derberosian's uh, interview was on Public TV. Robert Kocherian uh, held a press conference and uh, Sarkisian issued, is a, issued a, statement. a statement. And tonight? And tonight at uh, 8 p.m. Yerevan time, Prime Minister Nigol Pashinyan will answer questions of reporters live on Armia's Public TV. It was difficult to read, but also I really appreciate everyone who listened to this really long podcast right. today, with full of Lots of different
0: information, different timeframes. Yeah, it was the last couple of weeks we've been having, um, there's a lot of information and we've tried to summarize it as uh, briefly and concisely as we could. Uh, And just before we sign off, um, I'd like to bring to our listeners' attention that we have launched our inaugural issue of what we are calling EVN security report. It will be a monthly briefing about the security situation Uh, in and around Armenia, prepared by Dr. Nerses Kopalyan. It's very comprehensive, um, a very important document, and something that we plan on doing. Um, I hope sometime in the not-too-distant future we won't have to do these kinds of reports anymore, but the situation being what it is, we felt it was very important to try and bring all of this information and and provide an analysis uh, of what's actually taking place. Um, So thank you for staying with us uh, and listening to our tired voices. Have a safe and peaceful weekend, and we will be back again next week.